0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You arrive somewhat breathless at church to find there are several BBC vans parked outside with their satellite dishes and their miles of cables. Something's going on at the auditoire this morning, you think. And you'd be right. As you come up the stairs, you're approached by a well-known BBC journalist. Let's just say Laura Kunzberg. And she pushes her microphone in your face and says, So, you've come a long way to be here today. Not a convenient journey. This is an awkward place to get to. So, given all the other things you could have been doing this morning, what made you come here? What made you come here? Well, you might tell her that that's none of her business, and this is a private matter. You might stumble and fumble to find an answer. Who wouldn't under the camera's unforgiving gaze? No one comes to church. Expecting the Spanish Inquisition. Or you might have a response I came here because I always come here. It's part of my week. I've been going to church since I was a child. You could call it a habit, but it's a good habit. Or you could say, Coming to church is just something I think I ought to do, a spiritual duty and discipline. And it's important for those of us who have a faith to support the church and be part of its witness. Or you might answer, I like the singing and the silences and being with people I know and thinking about deep and important things. I like time away from the ordinary to reflect on the extraordinary. Who knows what any of us might say? In response to the searching questions of Miss Kunzberg. We could speak about our devotion to God and our need to express that. Our deep-seated need for forgiveness. Our longing to learn how to live the way of love in all its challenge. And how being here helps us to do that. All different people, all with different answers. But those answers would most probably circle around in orbit of three essential elements that make worship, worship, make the church what it is, make the distinctive experience of worship what it is meant to be. And somewhere in the mix, there would be conviction, shared beliefs that explain our presence in this particular company. Expressed in different ways, for sure. But a, a consensus of conviction about the central tenets of the faith. The essential truth of the Christian vision. That God loves us. That Christ came to show us the heart of God. That his spirit walks with us as we make our pilgrim way and sustains us when we falter. Now there might be much about which we don't exactly agree The grey areas and the blurred edges that you'd expect to find in any set of convictions that have been around for 2,000 years. And there will be aspects of the faith that we don't even think about, still less care deeply about, but which other Christians really, really think matter. But somehow the core, the core is strong. The bond is firm and we share convictions that underpin and explain everything that we do and the the why of who we are. We are here, Miss Kunzberg, because we are believers. We are seekers after the truth that we think we're quite likely to find here, in this place, in this context. Again, if anyone were to pop their head round the door of a Sunday and catch us in full worship mode, as a surprisingly large number of people do any given Sunday, there's a very good chance that they would find us singing. Five or six hymns on an average service, an introit perhaps, an anthem, a blessing, a doxology. Given half a chance, we'll find a reason to sing And that's because a very large part of what we're about and why we are about it is a desire to celebrate. Now for folks locked into an image of religion and of Presbyterian Scottish religion more than most might be surprised to think that celebration is what we are all about. And for those who've only got a very limited experience of church, it's all the more surprising we had some builders working at the manse a few years back we were having a cup of tea in the morning and they were chatting about church and all of that and one fellow said, oh, I can't bear going to church every time I go it's so depressing and I said, how can that be? how, how often do you go? oh, I will ever go to funerals, he said true story people sing for all kinds of reasons good positive reasons they're happy, they're in love they have been set free they're filled with the the joys of life there's a special occasion they want to mark in song they're hopeful for the future that it will be better than the present they want to work better and singing helps that Christians sing it's what we do What we do to celebrate being ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Because we know we are loved with an eternal love that will not let us go. By a God who knows our name and will never abandon us. We sing because we want to count our blessings, name them one by one. We sing because we are citizens of heaven, thanks to God's amazing grace. We sing because Jesus loves us, this we know, for the Bible tells us so. Celebration in the Spirit, through the Spirit, in the power and drive of the Spirit. Unseen as the wind, but beating in our heart to the rhythm of love. This marks our character, our nature, our purpose. We sing beautiful songs of love and thanksgiving because we know we owe it all to God and we're happy to rejoice in that. How can we keep from singing? So, yes, Laura, we are here to celebrate and why should we not? If we didn't, the very cobblestones of the old town would sing for us. But this is our calling our human calling to do what the rest of creation cannot do to articulate our delight in God how could we keep silent knowing of his redeeming love the third element that explains why we're here Laura is that we are a community or we're seeking to grow to be more and more of a community I love that line in the song from the American comedy series Cheers of several years back set in a bar in Boston and the words are both poignant and challenging Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same You want to go where everyone knows your name where everybody knows your name. I like the sense of that. There was a place, that bar, that pub, and there was a community and people knew each other, and I know it's all sentimentalised for the reasons of comedic input, but there's substance in that. An ideal any church can aspire to, where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. Rather than allow itself to be a place of anonymity, It becomes a place of belonging, where you matter, where you feel you matter. In a church even more than a pub, you would like to think that would be true. I envy the fact that many, many of the couples I've married over the years, when asked, how did you meet, expressed the interesting truth that they met in a pub. I envy that because there was a time when many couples met their beloved in church, in a youth fellowship group, away for the youth fellowship weekend. There are not so many opportunities, sadly, for that to happen, as the church functions today. And you'll have noticed, too, that pubs can spawn a real sense of community. that goes beyond the minimal contact. You, you go in and they recognise you're, you're a regular. They invite you to be on the pub quiz team. They, they want you to join the pub football team. How would you like to play darts for us? Something's happening there in that cooperation, in that spirit of camaraderie, that feeling of belonging that means something. I could go on about the whole ambience of pubs. How people make an effort to make them feel good places to be, foxy places to be and you're guaranteed a warm welcome and a ready smile when you go in. And people know that they'll find what they want there. The kind of people they want to be with. And folks relax and and let their inhibitions go a little bit. It's an easy, comfortable, natural context. But the thing I envy most about pubs whether they're spit and sawdust dens or top-of-the-range theme bars, what I envy most about pubs is that people are there who are not here. And that tells me something. That requires me to ask some searching questions. There are so many things that are clearly attractive about pub culture. Something's being offered there that we need to learn from, a dynamic of community. Of course we're different in the church. We can't make an uncritical cultural crossover just like that. The church is one big mixed up family, so we have to demonstrate enormous amounts of tolerance and compromise in order to be together. When we take seriously the church community that we have chosen to belong to, we don't have the option of just going somewhere quieter or somewhere noisier. Nor should we be seeking to do that. The tendency to schism in the direction of personal preference has been horribly damaging to the church over the centuries. Our reality, our motto, our dream is one table, one cup, one bread, one diet of worship together, where that sense of sharing can be reinforced and encouraged, and where we understand that we will not always get what we want, all the time but we understand that and we allow other people sometimes to get what they want or they need we don't want that oneness to disintegrate in the interest of personal preference we want to include, keep that oneness of the worshipping people of God and not slip into ghettos of personal taste fragments and segments of individuality We can be big enough in our thinking not to scurry off to our own small corner but stay together, make room for each other allow each other, respect the needs and the rights of each other and so become a true community of faith. And that's because our defining characteristic is not let's all have fun, let's all do what we want our defining characteristic is finding the will of God and doing it. We have a very different point of reference from those focused merely on personal satisfaction. It's not about us, it's about him. And that commitment changes everything about how we do what we do. We're not here to relax and do what we want. We're here to hear the word of the Lord and grow and learn and be challenged and have our comfort rugs pulled out from under us. There are things to learn about how the world functions. Things that we should change and will have to change within the life of the church as lived by us in our times, in these times. If we are to connect with the world as it is, we can't enjoy the luxury of thinking otherwise. That said, said, whether we like it or not, And whether the world out there likes it or not, some of what we do and all of who we are, these are not negotiable. If that sometimes makes us seem unfashionable, that we want to pray and study the Bible and sing hymns of praise to God, if that's unfashionable, if our convictions and commitments make it harder for us to be instantly attractive to the world, we are followers of Christ. And we must go where he calls us. Would more people come to church if churches were more like pubs? Well, if that means if we were more welcoming, more loving, more generous, more compassionate, more intimate, more relaxed. Would people out there respond to that kind of church more readily? You'd have to think the answer would be yes. Statistics indicate that people don't give up on the church because they don't believe. They give up on the church because they don't belong. They don't feel they belong. They don't feel that people would miss them if they weren't there. So what we need to do is for churches to be not more like pubs, but more like churches. More like churches are meant to be loving, welcoming, gracious, committed, generous, intimate, relaxed full of grace and when we get that bit right we begin to look like the early church of the book of Acts and when we get that bit right we can be sure we will find people being added to our company finding a good place to be a good people to be among, a high calling to follow. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's spend a few moments now in.